Balotelli. Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. Gavin keeps it. Skill on goal. Look at that pass. Hayden! Goal! Columbus! There are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross and Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! This is the beautiful game. Oh, it's incredible! Described by two uglies. Stupendous! Welcome to Bone and Beam United. This is a thing of genius. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. Recording on a uh, slightly different day than usual. We had some scheduling issues last week, and we have Thanksgiving this week on our normal day where we record, which is Thursdays. So we thought, let's just bang out an episode right now. Get it out ahead of time before you're traveling. If you are for Thanksgiving, we hope everybody has safe travels. But Beamer, we are here. We are in a uh, pretty interesting spot as it comes to the world of soccer. We've yep. got you know MLS playoffs going on, which you and I know so much about. So we're going to break all those games down very in depth. Oh, yeah. This is what <laughs> you come to the podcast for, <laughs> me breaking down MLS playoff games. Well, specifically non-crew MLS playoff games. Oh, That's even what better. We are, even we better. are known for that. That yep. is what we do. Um, we also are going to talk about your team mm. uh, playing my team mm. this past weekend mm-hmm. and how that all went down. Yep. Get into that in a second. Um, and also we're going to do some uh, things we're thankful for. We're going to talk about uh, some things in soccer that we are feeling good about. But a uh, couple things we wanted to get to right off the top. And the first is we had a little powwow. We went and got some food, yeah. got some uh, some Mexican food the other day, and it was great, delicious. Do not name the restaurant because I'd like to keep that my secret spot. That's fine. I won't. But we had some. I had some birria tacos, mm-hmm. and they were delicious. What did you have? I, I, I had a fish burrito. Fish burrito. Okay. Yeah, and I got to say, too, like we've Meredith and I have been going to this place. Um, you know, it's it's imperative. It's imperative that you find a good uh, just a, a like a stable of places like you got to find your good like Chinese takeout place yeah. and you've got to find yeah. your good Mexican joint. And so we found this as soon as we, you know, moved out of Ohio State campus and when we were starting our life and we've been going to this place for like, I don't know, seven or eight years now. And it is a one day one in my books. I love it. Can't can't love a place any more than I love this. Well, I've had everything on the menu, I think, and all of it's tremendous. See, I have a place like that up mm-hmm. in Marysville called Trace Patrios. I will tell you my secret spot. Go check them out. They're great. If you're ever up in Marysville or if you're in Galloway, which is at like two random places that I have actually lived, and that's the only two places they have a restaurant, but Trace Patrios. Good Mexican Well, food. I feel like now I have to say it. You know, it's the podcast listeners, so it's not on the radio show. All right, all right, all, all right. Cuco's right. on Henderson, all right? It's that, called Cuco's Taqueria. It's where you delicious. have to go. It's the best Mexican food in town. Yeah, that's that's a delicious spot, and uh, they make their own hot sauces in house. So Oof. that's that's the key too. Oof, when you go there, so they that. they make they make their own salsas. Um, by the way, so you can you can ask for their different homemade salsas. I believe you had um, like the smoky hot red salsa yes, that they do, which I is had. very yep. good. The green salsa is great, but they also too make their own hot sauces. Like actually, like what you can just put on. They have it in like a little squeeze bottle. We did not get that, uh, but their their homemade hot sauces are tremendous as well. 
well. Uh, but yeah, if you go over there, they're big Barcelona fans. The other day, I was talking to the uh, bartender about the U.S. Uh, U.S. Men's National Team and the Mexico game, uh, and that was that was very very fun. There's always a yeah. fun little dynamic uh, between us, and we got to know the bartender so well over our years and years and years of going there. And uh, I gotta say, we have some great conversations about soccer over there. Yeah, well, and that's what as we were sitting there talking, we we're just kind of trying to plot out the show for the next year and get some ideas and think of different things we want to do. And one thing that came up is that we want to highlight the supporters groups more on this show. And so we'd like to, over the next few months, start getting, you know, a little bit more info from you guys um, as far as, you know, where you guys all meet, what you're doing, when you're doing something. Uh, We're getting through COVID, you know, it's kind of been a deal last almost two years now, but sooner than later well sooner than later i'm more comfortable going out than i have been in 18 months Mm -hmm. right you you probably are the same way got the booster lined up for sometime next week so that's good there you go yeah i got mine i'm all i i mixed and matched i went moderna with the two shots and then pfizer for the booster so i got whatever i'm getting everything nice cocktail you got going there. yeah that's right i like a little mixed beverage Mm. i'm not gonna lie so that so i think next year makes a little more sense for us to start getting out. And I would like to try, it's a lofty goal, once a month at least, or maybe maybe once every two months we'll set it at the start, but just trying to get to some of the supporters bars out there, yeah. places where people are gathering. Here's what I'm going to define a supporters group as, um, and you chime in and feel like if, if this is incorrect or correct or whatever, Beamer, but um, I feel like if you get a group of people, which is more than like you and one other person, so if it's at least let's say five people that you get together and semi-regularly watch a specific team, even if you don't do it at the same place all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're like a, I don't know, five or six of you that get together and you really love to watch God, I don't know, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Sure. Let you live. That's your team. Good for you. Go and let us know. And maybe we'll come hang out and, uh, you know, talk to you on the show maybe we'll have one of you on to discuss your team and how you came to be a fan i like i like talking to people about that stuff because we all have our little stories of how we got into this deal so um tweet at us at bone and beam united the dms are open too if you want to send us a little bit more of a longer deal so that you can give us some details how on dare you doing. it's at bone bean bone beam united what did there's i there's no say? and in there oh yeah at bone beam united bone because and beam <laughs> is the show at bone beam united <laughs> god stupid that's yeah, good you know what? it's okay start. it's okay because uh we just didn't have enough uh enough characters to, f- to fill in right <laughs> there our twitter it. handle so that's why it's they stupid. wouldn't let us yeah, yeah wouldn't let us do it the whole normal way we wanted to anyway so supporters groups next year. Let's go. Let's let's try to get out a little bit more and do that. I know Beamer, you have been going and hanging out with Pat Murphy, who yep. is doing a lot with the Manchester United supporters group in town. Mm-hmm. I know there's a huge Liverpool supporters group that is been meeting for years and yeah. years and years. Actually, I um, was uh, I was getting breakfast on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday morning, and uh, of course, you know Manchester United was playing at ten. We'll get we'll get we'll get into to that game coming up here. Uh, but I was actually downtown by our old radio station, Bone, in the local cantina right down there on yep, uh, on High yep, Street is, is, is where they gather. And I saw it was like eight. Eight o'clock in the morning, like eight fifteen maybe, uh, and I saw like three or four <laughs> Liverpool support supporters in the parking lot, like already just getting ready to go into the bar. So yeah, that was. They're I think they're, they're also go. up in McClellan's too, I, I believe. Yeah, yeah, they've got a couple spots I know that they like to frequent because there's there's a lot of the Liverpool supporters. So. 
But yeah, even if your team is not the most popular or maybe you've just got a handful of people, don't think that discludes you. Um, I think if you're a group that gets together and watches this, maybe we can help you grow your group a little bit too. If you've got a handful of people, but you once a month you get together and you've yeah. got a little schedule. Yeah, it, it helps if you have like a social media, something that we can point people to to say, go to this Facebook group, go to this Twitter account. They will tell you when the next meetup is. But yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I want to highlight that we have, I know we have a ton of supporters groups here in Columbus and we want to get plugged back in with you guys. Yeah, like so. you said, it doesn't matter. I mean, either too, if you're a, you know, like like your brother, right? I mean, yeah, he's uh, doing Peterborough United. He's if got you're, a if huge you're, connection. If you're a Peterborough United fan and you've got three, four, five people that go to the same place every time, like let us know. It doesn't matter. Like you mentioned, you could be in League Two, be a Championship Club, Premier League Club, Legend Own. Like if we have any Lyle fans, fan supporters group <laughs> here in Columbus, like let us know. Okay, <laughs> just let us know about we, that because we, we sure would. It's not- Lille? Uh, Lille? Could be Lille. Could Lyle? be Lille. I mean, I think Lyle. Lyle Odeline. Right. That's right. Exactly. So just let us know. Tweet us at Bone Beam United because uh, that's something that we talked about when we were having a great lunch. Um, you know, what we wanted to do and just like, you know, supporting the supporters groups. I think that's and very I'll, important. I'll, I'll add to this because I know our reach is not that vast with this podcast. If you know someone who has a supporters group who just maybe isn't into listening to podcasts or doesn't know about our show or whatever, that's totally fine. Like reach out to them and they say, can "Hey, go this- to hell, <laughs> burn." We will never <laughs> talk to you. No, but like, even if they don't listen to the show, that's yeah. okay. Let them know and get them in touch with us, and we would love to highlight, you know, their group. And yeah, I mean, I can't guarantee we'll do that every podcast or every, you know, every week, but we will try to do it more often because I think it's a good thing uh, just to bring all the soccer community together. That's what this show is about. Bringing together Columbus soccer fans. Mm-hmm. If you've not gotten the vibe of the show, it's Beam and I live here in Columbus. We like soccer. That's pretty much the only thing tying this show together. Because is it a Premier League show? No. Is it a MLS podcast? No. Eh, not really. We talk the crew. We talk Manchester United. We talk about things that we like as soccer fans. So we'd like to bring more of you into that. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the end of that PSA, I guess. Let us know where your supporters group is. We'd love to talk more about it. Now, speaking of Manchester United, as we did a little mm-hmm. bit ago, mm-hmm. you're welcome, Beamer, is the, I guess, what can I say, but you're welcome, to quote The Rock in Moana. Yep. Um, the- what can I say except you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, uh, he is not a demigod. <laughs> no, he is. He's not anything right now. Nope. He's He's he gone. Uh, Watford. My Watford. Yep. My, my and Grant Thurman, my guy. We, together, in solidarity... We fight for Watford. We stand for Watford. There may be others. I don't know. I need to. Uh, is there a Watford supporters group? Maybe I should start one. I have no idea. Watford four to one mm-hmm. over Manchester United. First off, did you watch this live? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. We were at the. Uh, we were at Zaftig. Uh, okay. Early you in the were morning, at Zaftig. Where, where okay. we always get together. Zaftig Italian Village. That's if you want to watch a Manchester United game. I know it's a hard sell today because they're back in the Champions League. It's a twelve forty-five start and people have to work. Uh, but we will be there today. We do have some presence at every single match. Look at that. Yep. Look at you mm-hmm. making a presence. I love it. Yeah, it's um, usually just me drunk and blabbering to Spencer, the bartender. <laughs> but yeah, that's hey, that's fine. It's good that there's a presence there. Um, so this is the game that got Ollie on his way. This is the Watford put the nail in that coffin mm-hmm. as far as his coaching tenure at Manchester United. Probably a, a an end that needed to happen. It officially did. Um, I love the fact in this game 
that Joshua King was Did the guy he look after. like the best player on the planet? <laughs> like, oh my god, he was United. amazing. <laughs> he played so well and against his former team. He played he was a part of the team for many years. He got loaned out a bunch and has just been one of these guys that's floated in between the Premier League and the Championship and to see him get to do that against his former club, I thought that was a I know not cool for you, but for him that's I a love cool him. moment. I love Joshua King. Yeah, great player and uh, great to see him having having a moment there for sure. But yeah, it was not the scoreline makes it seem like this was a lopsided game. Mm-hmm. Watford did have I mean, this the second half of that game, it's a two one game. You know, of course, Harry Maguire goes out with the red cards. Like so a that, bad red card, too. Yeah. Bad, yeah, not, bad yeah, red card. Yeah, that's not that's not a good one at all. Like, it should have been a straight red. I mean, he was sitting on his first yellow, and he got the second one there. Like, that tackle to me was straight red. Oh, it wasn't. It's it's not the type of play you make if you're on a yellow. It's certainly it's, it's not a play you probably make many times if you're a world-class player you try to avoid things he's like not that. a world-class he's expense he was an expensive player you, okay i don't right. know if he's a world-class player he plays for manchester united we yeah. just have a different who definition are, who, who are poo who are just no, we, <laughs> see i'm <laughs> we have a different definition of what world-class means you're right no he is not going to be one of the top he's not one of the yeah, top people 25 are really players confusing in him for nemanja vidic you know i'm like, not saying yeah. that i'm saying like the guy plays for one of the top clubs in England. That may, I, I have a what? I have a big tent when it comes to world class Beamer. That's all I'm saying. I spent many years watching uh, bad MLS. Okay, over 20 years. So to me, if you play for Manchester United, you're in the category of world class. Then there's a <laughs> there's an elite <laughs> platinum group in the world class. I'll say where you get like bottle service, and he's not in. Yeah, that Virgil. Group. I agree. Virgil. Right. He's yeah, he's, Virgil. he's in that club. Yeah, that's platinum service. Harry right walks there. up right. to the front. He says, "Hey, Virgil, I think I'm uh, joining the platinum member." And Bur- Virgil literally just kicks him out of the club. Says, "No, that's sir, right. you're not yeah. welcome here. Go down the street." Yeah. So that's not. Yeah. So it was a weird game in the sense that Watford clearly had. Early on, they got some success. They got they had a penalty that got saved, and then the oh, got what put a debacle that, that got was. taken off. Yeah, <laughs> that whole thing. But they were on the front foot for pretty much the entire first half. Got two goals out of it. Manchester United rings one up early on, right after halftime. Yeah, it's amazing what happens when Donny Vanderbeek comes in the game, right? Yeah, a little bit, right? It's uh, this is a this your club man is. Is, is an interesting experiment right now because the talent is clearly there for them to play better than they are. They're just not getting it done, and that's why Solskjaer had to go. It really is. Uh, when you look at this, and I've been reading a lot of things you know, over the past 72 hours or however long it's been uh, since Ole has left. And listen, man, uh, I think what he did was nothing short of actually pretty amazing. When you look at the situation that he found himself in, what, he won he went unbeaten in 24 straight games, right, uh, at one point during his, his tenure. I really do believe, like, I, I don't know where I was reading this at, the Telegraph or the Manchester Evening News or the Sun or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, that you look at this situation, uh, and everybody was excited, me including, and I think a lot of United fans were when Cristiano Ronaldo came back. Uh, I think Ole kind of fell on the sword here. You look at the style that they were going to play. You bring in Jadon Sancho. You bring, you bring in Rafael Varane. This was going to be a team that was going to press you to death, right? I mean, you've got... Young players on the edge. You got Bruno, who was great, who was the best player for United uh, last season, who came in the Premier League with a bang. And all of a sudden, you bring Cristiano Ronaldo in, who is still world class. Like he's in the he's in the platinum club. All right, he might maybe um, even uh, he's in whatever the past the platinum club doors are. Like he's right. one of the right. best players yeah. of all time. 
what is fascinating to watch since Cristiano Ronaldo, and this isn't going, this isn't coming, you know, me coming off as like, oh, Cristiano Ronaldo shouldn't play for United. He's obviously one of the best players to ever play the game. But you look at what Ole was trying to do in building his squad on a team that was going to press you. Cristiano can't do that, right? We know that. He doesn't have the gas to be able to do it. He's not 25 years old. He can't run 90 minutes. He's just not the player that he used to be in that semblance. And so you bring Cristiano in. You have this game plan. This is what we are going to be. And then when you feature him in every single match, all of a sudden you're not able to do that. And then things get wonky. Uh, you see the passing lanes for any team that's playing United. Like all of a sudden you break one player and you're you're on the, on the counterattack the other way. And that's really where they've struggled at and given up a lot of these goals. And so with Ole's game plan out the window when they brought Cristiano in, all of a sudden somebody had the fall on the sword. Unfortunately, that was Ole. I like the transfer business that he did. I think he brought a little bit of spirit back into the team and kind of renewed uh, what it was like to be a Manchester United player and having one of your legends be there. But it was it was time for him to go, man. You can't you can't continue to have performances like that. I don't care who you are. No, you, you can't. And it's always unfortunate when someone who, you know, had a really great career as a player then has to go and be the manager i know i know a lot of these guys were players on some level but you know it's it's frustrating when a guy was a legend for the club and then has to go be the manager and then isn't isn't able to uh look what happened like with frank lampard at chelsea it's the same yeah, thing. yeah yeah it's it just sucks that i i guess that's what it always is going to be though right there's there's really not many managers outside of maybe well obviously sir alex right like that's a guy who was able to have a managerial tenure that he could call his own shot and leave. Yeah. And I guess you could say Wenger had the same thing at Arsenal, even though at the end there were a lot of Wenger out, you know, for like six happening. years in a row. Yeah. So like, but, but overall yeah. I would say that was yeah. a successful tenure, but there's been very few guys like that who are able to just leave on their own. It almost always ends, especially in the premier league or in these champions league, high level teams it always ends in disappointment. So, yeah, that, that's a that's a tough thing when anybody who used to play for the club has to take that job. It suddenly then becomes, you know how the end's going to be. Um, you hope there's a few more trophies in between, though, and he did not have that, did not have what they were looking for there. So the options to replace Ole are as follows. Number one target for Manchester United, according to all the reports, is Mauricio Pochettino, who mm -hmm. is currently coaching Paris Saint-Germain. So... There's going to have to be a boatload of cash thrown at PSG for them to let him get out of his contract. He has a two-year deal in place. Uh, is he your number one choice too, Beamer? Uh, it was pretty fascinating, you know, over the last, like I said, couple of days to kind of look at the choices. I don't know. So the weird thing is that I just don't think United have a game plan at all, right? I mean, you read into the reports. Apparently, they wanted to make Mike Phelan the caretaker manager, and then people were upset about that, uh, whether it be players or staff, because they're like, well, Phelan does the same thing as Ole. How's this going to change? Uh, and then the supporters, I guess, were in favor of Michael Carrick. So now Carrick gets the nod, and they're going to look for somebody else. I think what United should do is that they're obviously talented enough uh, to make a Champions League spot. Now, they're not playing it like the, at it like the minute. Um, but you look at this situation, I think they should wait until the summer. I don't, I don't see any need to rush this. You obviously don't want to miss out on Champions League, 
But then again, you bring in Poch here. What are you doing? You're not one of the league. You're getting back into Champions League. Okay, that's great. If he doesn't like some of these players, they're going to be in and out. I would wait until the summer. All right, because Zinedine Zinedine Zidane is not interested in this. I thought that would have been great. But time and time again, he refused to go to England in his playing career. He doesn't want to do it in his coaching career. Why in the world would he want to take over Manchester United? That's not even close to being what they once were. So I wanted Zidane. He's not going to be in there. And then I also like Eric Ten Hag uh, from Ajax. I think that would be a tremendous hire. But I don't know what the timeline is going to be. I think they'll, they'll ultimately end up hiring Poch sometime here in the next few weeks. Yeah, so that's interesting because Eric Ten Hag is is anybody who coaches at Ajax is going to be a guy who can develop talent, right? And he certainly has yeah. been able to do that. Um, but he he's he's not a guy who has been, you know, like some of these other names we've thrown out there. Even you know, Diego like, Simeone's like being linked to the United job too, which I don't understand <laughs> for a second. No, there's just there's so many different names. Of course, it's Manchester United. There should be a lot of big names attached to this. But Caleb Porter in his own mind. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's waiting by the phone. Mm. Uh, Eric Ten Hag, though, is a guy who is not. I guess Ajax is how how, well, we just we just talked about like world class, right? Ajax is a world class type of club. They are not a platinum level club, Correct. right? You're not you're you're like they're in Champions League, they're always feisty, they have their moments, but they are not like every single year they they're not fighting in a league the way Manchester United has to, the way the expect I mean I I don't even want to say the expectations I know are what there. You mean. of course they yeah. they have huge expectations, but it's Ajax like they're always looked at as, oh, yeah, that's cool. They've got a lot of good young talent. They're going to win their league every year. And in Champions League, they're interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as if you lose five games in a row, you're getting fired at like any of these big clubs. I think it's just a little bit different there. But, yeah, he's a really interesting hire, and I don't think Here, here's why. Here, here's why I, I, I like him for this fact, because we know that United prides themselves on having one of the longest standing academies ever. Right. Yeah. I mean, you look at the guys who have been brought up through the academy. You look at their matches played straight with an academy member on their uh, their senior squad. I think Eric Ten Hag would be great for that. And again, I mean, he's the head manager at Ajax. He's not taking that job to take over the youth system. But I think that line of thinking, at least for a United fan, is pretty good. Like knowing and developing these young guys to later then go on and hopefully become club legends. That's why I like that. Well, that's I, I think Manchester United and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but I think there's a lot of similarities between them and the Yankees where when were the Yankees at their best and where have they failed? They were at their best when they brought up Derek Jeter mm-hmm. through the system with Jorge Posada and like all those dudes, Bernie, they all came up through the system. They all, for the most part, were developed in the minors of the Yankees and got to the majors and then they were this core and and. Now you've seen, yes, the Yankees have gone out and brought in Alex Rodriguez and they had, you know, gone out and they've they've had those as well. And they've had some success there. But the juggernaut that you think of the late 90s, early 2000s, mid 2000s, that juggernaut of Yankees teams was built on the back of having a great development system and all those guys playing most of their careers for that team. That's Manchester United. Like when you think of the glory days of Manchester United, most of it, yeah. I mean, it's it's different because it's world soccer. There's so much more in and out, right? You have so many guys brought in every year, and there's definitely pieces on every team, but the core of those great Sir Alex teams, a lot of it was developed there. 
you know, and that's that's where I think to get back to that a little bit would be a really good thing for them. Of course, if they get Ponchettino, there's nothing wrong there either. I mean, this is a guy who has been at the highest of high levels. Clearly, he had, you know, tremendous success about everywhere he's been. So I don't think he would be a bad hire. Um, Zidane, as you mentioned, is hesitant to go to England. And I guess the re- the reason for that he's always given is that he just doesn't speak a lot of English and doesn't care to learn and doesn't care. Hey, man, to, good for you. Hey, I don't I, it's it's good to know as, uh, you know, as Bo Bishop likes to say, man needs to know his limitations. Mm-hmm. And that's and if that's if that's where you are, you don't want to do that. Yeah, it's probably not going into that media meat grinder that is the Premier League, especially at the top level. Yeah, it's going to be a difficult thing, especially if you're not wanting to have to deal with the media in that way or the language uh, what, barrier. That's a huge thing. Yeah, I mean, but but he's, you know, international side. I, I, as far as, a, I'm just saying, the coaching part of it, he'd be great. I have no doubts about his ability to communicate with players and all those other things. He's a legend. He would come in instantly and have credibility. But it's, yeah, it's it's the other part of dealing with the media. Uh, let me ask you this, because the other name I've seen floated out there is Brendan Rodgers from mm-hmm. Leicester City. W- what do you think there? I mean, obviously, he's in England. I mean, he has, you know, the ability to come in and he's he's been like literally one of the teams Manchester United's been fighting with has been Leicester so what do you say to him yeah I actually uh when this first came up I I really liked the idea of Brendan Rodgers I mean you see how he's got his guys at Tot or not Tottenham Leicester playing uh and I think he's done that incredibly hard right I mean managed Liverpool right before Klopp and then Klopp kind of took them to the next level now what you're looking at is United uh is a top six team that is looking to go to the next level and not only stay in Champions League but try to compete for him at the ultimate level I don't know if Brendan Rodgers gets you that I like his tactics. I think what he does with Lester is tremendous. I don't know if he gets you to the next level. I could see that kind of being like a David Moyes-ish hire. Now, look at David Moyes now. What he's doing with West Ham is incredible. But you know what I mean? Like, I think there's a big line of delineation to like, okay, you look at a team. They're not playing up to the standards. We want to bring them back to a Champions League, and then we want to get to the next level. I think Brendan Rodgers is a guy that can keep you in the Champions League. I don't know if Brendan Rodgers is a manager that can win you a Champions League. Yeah, I, I feel like I the, like Brendan Rodgers a lot. I do. I know what you mean, though. There's a there's a class of managers that end up being like, uh, again, the Steve Bruce class, sure. like the, the guys who are just every time there's an opening, their name comes up. Right. And it's it's like, all right, do we really want to? Is that the route we want to go? I've also seen Michael Carrick's name come up, which would be more of the and, and here's because you said you would, wouldn't mind going to the summer. Mm-hmm. But isn't that kind of what they did with Ollie? where they brought Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in and said, all right, you're just going to come in, you're going to hold down the fort, and we'll get a real manager in the summer. Or we'll, you know, we'll bring someone in. Yeah, it was a little and bit then, different, though, because Ole, won the Ole job. was, yeah, but Ole was at a different club, right? And then they let him out, and they, yeah, like, leased true. him. Like, Michael Carrick's been at Manchester United. He's been there. So yeah, I true. feel like that could be an expectation. Michael, listen, you're not getting this job. You're taking us all the way to the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, and if, that's, if that was the expectation, if there was a hardcore no doubt promise at the now, end now if he wins the league and well, does well in <laughs> champions league then there might be a nice little contract for him. all right but okay actually i you... think you should just make cristiano player manager <laughs> you know what it's not a bad that, idea it's it would it would be a fine headline i'm are you kidding me how much would he love that his ego oh and I don't, god i don't mean that in a bad way i just mean like that's one thing he could always hold over Messi's head. It's like, yeah, but you didn't manage, you know, like <laughs> I, I was a player manager. Now, as a child of the 80s and 90s, where you had player managers and also you had 
guys who played multiple sports. Mm -hmm. These are two things I wish came back. I would love to see a player manager. Yes. Like by all means. Remember Ryan Giggs did it not too long ago for United. Oh, I know. Yeah. I just, I want to see more of it, but that would be a huge story if, uh, if they went that route. I don't think they will. Wayne Rooney and the problems they're having at Darby. I mean, that's a nice little, nice little uh, coming home statement. But again, I don't, but if you bring him in and then it's like, Hey, but we're only going to have you until the summer. I don't think Wayne Rooney's cut out for that either. Like he's <laughs> he's he's a type of guy that's like Wayne all Rooney, or nothing. I got my guy, know. my all time favorite course. soccer player. Of I course. love that guy. Can't blame you at all. All right, so we'll keep we'll keep an eye on what happens with Manchester United. But uh, whatever they will do, it will be disappointing. I'll just tell you that right now. <laughs> Spoken like a true Manchester United fan with a silver spoon in your mouth, complaining mm-hmm. that the spill the silver is a little bit not cleaned perfectly. That's that's right. Sounds great. that's a saying. It's a tainted silver spoon mm-hmm. that you've gotten. Everyone should feel bad for you as the rest of us are scraping scraps off the ground. Yeah, that's poor it. Watford getting a 4-1 victory over over the boys. Oh, what's you, Watford. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're years and years of success. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Hey, sir? man, all I'm right. in a fragile mental state, all right? Don't I, yell at me. Don't have shots across my bow. <laughs> all right. We'll take a break. When we come back, our big, highly anticipated... Never done before, never to be done again. MLS playoff kind of preview because it's already started. <laughs> we'll do that next and what we're thankful for. It's all coming up on Bone and Beam United. Welcome back to Bone and Beam United. We were uh, just discussing as we took a little break there. Ohio State, Michigan coming up this weekend. Obviously, you know, a lot of Columbus soccer fans. There's going to be at least a few of you that are Ohio State fans who are interested in this game. I was trying to think because, I, you know, it's a sports radio thing to do. I get it. But what would be a comparable soccer team to compare to in world soccer to what Michigan has been since, you know, the late 90s? I'm not saying that they've been on the same track for the same amount of time. But what team can you think of in world soccer that would be like kind of where Michigan is, where they always get discussed as, are they on their way back? Could this be the year? But then they never get over the hump. They never actually do the things they're expected to do. And they always end in disappointment. And this is from a team that has a history of winning in the past. Because I I was trying to debate in my head, I think there's actually a couple rivals that could probably fit the bill. We both went to these two places too. Yeah, like at first I thought Tottenham. Yep. Tottenham always gets talked about. They're always in the discussion. They're always brought up. But Tottenham doesn't really have the the like the championship pedigree. You know what I mean? Like they, they I, I guess if you go back in their history, but I, I maybe Arsenal is a better comparison for where Michigan is right now, where. They sell a lot of merchandise. There's a lot of people who claim to be fans of theirs. Mm-hmm. But man, if you look at it ever since, the, I don't know, the last you know five or six years like we were just talking about with Arsene Wenger. Last like, decade, really. Well, I'm saying like factor that in yeah. and then all after that, it really hasn't been anywhere close to what their heyday was. And, and Arsenal, you know, for many years, if you go back before the late 90s, early 2000s, Thierry Henry, they were so down in the dumps and always looked at as one of these laughable clubs, like more like the Browns, I guess, would be what Arsenal was. But when they reached their peak, 
you know, there were very few teams that ever compared to what that was. And now they're just, again, they're, they're back up now, but do you have any, like Michigan right now is in the top 10. Do you have any faith that Michigan's actually going to get the job done? My, I, my answer is no. And with Arsenal, do I have any faith they're actually going to make Champions League this year? My answer is no. I think it's, a, it's a nice story. They're up there in the top five, but I don't have any faith in them right now. I think it's going to fall apart classically like it always does with them. I kinda, Am I wrong? I, I don't know. I'm kind of going to a national team here. Get your thoughts on this. Argentina, their national squad. Ooh, that's like how about, really like how about good. That? I mean, just historical, yes. as we know. I mean, they've got Messi. They have all these high, high-powered high guys. They're in every single you know, World Cup, and it seems to be that they always get to the last eight or the semifinals, and then they crash and burn, right? I, yes, like, I'm kind of going there. They did just win copa right i mean they just won yes. that um yes but they but they never get it done in the world cup or, or they have not got it done despite having done it in the past like the messy era of argentina has been utter disappointment in the world cup and i think that's that's fair it, the difference i guess is michigan has not had a messy you know like they had charles woodson but they won with charles woodson and then after that They've had a bunch of guys who all thought they were going to be the next guy, right? They had a uh, who was the was it Mike Hall, the dumb running back who's like always said oh, Mike Hart, champion. Mike Hart, not Mike Hall. Why am I saying Mike Hall? Yeah, Mike Hart. That's Tim, the guy. Tim who, Hall just had Tim an aneurysm. <laughs> you know that? That's such an inside joke, and nobody understands that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mike Hart is uh, the guy who I guess came, but he was no Lionel Messi. Anyway, whatever. There you go. Send us those at Bone Beam United if you want to. Your comparables, we'll, uh, we'll retweet if we think any of those are good. Um, all right, so we've got the playoffs coming up at MLS. They're actually back tonight if you're listening on Tuesday, November 23rd. Uh, the two games tonight, Nashville SC taking on Orlando City SC. I don't have – I almost burped there. I don't have any uh, good feelings for any of these clubs. I don't like Orlando City because – many things they're just annoying their fans are annoying but i don't really like nashville because they've stolen the yellow from the crew so are you rooting for anybody in this game do you care who who wins this one i blacked out who are you talking about nashville and orlando oh no i don't care okay uh that's Sounder, my that's that's my uh that's my analytics well, update for that one that's all we're going for yep. do you care about any of these games nope okay that's, pass that's, all right. pass okay next up seattle taking on Real Salt Lake yeah. at Real Salt Lake. Yeah, I'd be interested in that one. It's a 10... You know what? If this is a 7.30, I'm locked in. It's a 10.30. It's going to be a battle tonight. Because I think tonight also there's a good college basketball. I think Gonzaga and like Purdue are playing or Ooh. something. I, yeah, there's like I'll a top in, 10. I'll be in bed. It doesn't matter. Okay, I'll be flipping. I'm off tomorrow. I'll be flipping. I'll be watching some Jeez, of this. PTO must be nice. <laughs> That's right. Now... They don't play Wednesday. No playoffs Wednesday. And look at what stupid Don Garber decided to do. Thursday, November 25th, 4.30 p.m. Thanksgiving Day. You're going to try to go head-to-head with the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day? (laughs) You absolute fucking moron, Don Garber. And I use that only in appropriate moments but god damn he is stupid why why are you putting the rapids and the timbers on why are you putting any mls teams don't do that you're stupid just go for friday yeah let me tell you let me tell you how this is going to go in the beam household if i say you know what guys you think we can watch some mls playoffs instead of the dallas cowboys i'll get stabbed with a knife by the way where again 
no offense to neighbor Eric and some of the other diehard MLS playoff fans. Oh, neighbor Eric's watching. Okay. Where are most people who fit the target demo for MLS, the under 35 crowd, where are most under 35 people going to be watching any sports on Thursday if they are? At their family's house. Yes. And are you going to be able to walk in and tell Uncle Fred, like, <laughs> hey, turn off the Dallas Cowboys. The Portland Timbers are on, baby. Like, this is so dumb. He, God, he is so arrogant. Just put it on Friday, you moron. I hate Don Garber. He thinks he belongs. It's, oh, we're going to show people. We're going to put them on in third. Shut up. Don't even ever try that, Don Garber. You suck, and I hate you. All right. Uh, was there? Was My that interest level on that one is now very high. <laughs> <laughs> right. I might actually be interested in that game if or not that it's on I'm actually Thursday going to be afternoon. driving back to Columbus during the game. So it's, there you yeah, go. That's stupid. All right. And then again, this this is fine, right? I mean, you have to play these games sometime. You either play them on Saturday during college football rivalry week or you play them on Sunday and you play against big NFL games. Either way, it's tough. Sunday, November 28th, Sporting Kansas City against TBD and Philadelphia Union against TBD. Very interested to see TBD's performance <laughs> in those games. Two playoff <laughs> games in one day. Going to be interested to see how they handle that. Uh, yeah, SKC, I believe, gets the winner. Team of- Borussia Dortmund, TBD. <laughs> Sounders and Real Salt Lake mm. and Union gets the winner of Nashville and Orlando. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not like I said, I have little interest in Sounders Real Salt Lake tonight. No interest on the Thursday game Sunday. Go to hell um, <laughs> and then get back to me at conference finals. I might be interested but that's about it. So, all right, there you go. There's our playoff preview. Yeah, unfortunately, I checked out MLS playoffs uh, when the Vancouver Whitecaps went crashing out last week. Hey, so, there you go. Good news for you. Yeah. And for everybody else. Yes. I, listen to this. The first weekend of MLS games is February 26th. It's 95 days away from now. Yes. 95. 95 days away is the start of the 2022 season. And opening up at the LDC, the game is at 3 p.m. I want to say there's one game that is TBD as far as time. All the other games are after the crew home opener. Crew open up at 3 o'clock, except for that TBD game. This might be the first MLS game of the season. Yeah. The 3 p.m. game. Um, But they are opening up against... Beamer, your Vancouver Whitecaps. How They're coming to town. That? How amazing is that? Uh, I'm going to be in a world of emotion that day. Everybody who listens to this podcast know that I love Vancouver. I love the Whitecaps. Alfonso Davies, club legend, has gone yeah. on to bigger and brighter things. He sure has. I'm going to be torn apart, okay, when they come into town and play that play that that match. Are you going to do the, what was it, the Lauren Quinn Brady oh, Quinn's sister, yeah. mm-hmm. who was, you know, at the time dating, now married to AJ Hawk. Are you going to get the split jersey going? I'm going to get the a- split scarf for sure. Oh, split scarf. Yeah. Yes, yes, of course. I'm going to get yeah. the, split, so the split match day scarf. A thousand we don't, percent. We don't, you know what? We don't have enough of that. I'm not saying I want one for every game, but why don't we have those guys like they do in England standing outside selling the, you know, split scarf? Maybe Come we on. can start that as a business model. Let's get, oh, a, let's there you get go. a scarf business fired up. Well, I'll buy like 10. And then see if we can, let's start with 10. Okay. See if we can sell 10. Deal. Do you, serious question. And this is in a city where like a woman was interviewed after the USA game Ugh. and Costa Rica game. And Ugh. they asked her on live television, hey, what'd you think? She goes, it's great because we don't have any proteins here. 
in a city like Columbus, do you think that we could sell 10 like white caps versus crew? I'm buying three scarves? of them. Yes. Okay. I think I would buy one for the open. Like, right, it so says opening, it says opening game. So I would buy one moderately like $25 a runner. I'm not sure. I'm going to get the hell out of here with like $40. I'm not spending that. Yeah. Between, but between like, MSRP between 20 and 25 bucks. Yeah. Okay. I think, uh, you know what? I know there's a few other people that would buy that. Just even if it said the neighbor, opening Eric, neighbor Eric's buying it. Neighbor Eric's buying it, of course. Big MLS guy. I'm trying to think who else we could get. There, there, well, okay, there's five. So we need. Th- so you know what? There's probably five traveling Vancouver fans that would probably also buy that. Absolutely. So there you go. We could. I bet we could sell ten. Hey, do you want to know the best part about that day too? What's by that? the way? Saturday, February twenty-six, three o'clock kickoff. LDC Crew versus the Whitecaps. Yeah. That day in the Premier League. Manchester United and Watford play again. Shut the front door. How about that? What time? Uh, they, we don't know yet. All the games are listed at oh, 10 a.m. Duh. Why did I say that? Of course, that's stupid. All right. Okay. And Arsenal or Liverpool, and Liverpool are playing okay. that day. Let me tell you what. If we can get Manchester Watford to be a 7.30 or a 10, mm-hmm. you and I need to go. We need to unite the Watford supporters, yeah. the three of us in Columbus, mm-hmm. with the thousands of Manchester United bandwagon jumpers, <laughs> and, we, <laughs> and we need to get a united, not not Manchester United, a, a group watch party together, and then we all go in and watch the Whitecaps get destroyed by the crew. That's got to happen. What a... What that a day be, that you know would what? be. We actually just figured it out on the fly. We haven't had a watch party since we did it. In, that's at the Land watch Grant. party. We have to do that. That's going to be it. That's got to be it. That's that's the watch next them, watch party. Watch them screw us over and make that like a two o'clock game or some bull crap. They will. They'll make okay. it stupid. All right. But if it's early enough, when we find out yeah. for sure the time, we will do it. And I think, you know what? Even if we don't, let's just schedule in a watch party for the day of the home opener We'll get. We'll find the early game. We'll go to a bar, call up uh, Betty's down there, see when they open, and just say, "Hey, can you open up early for a little uh, little Premier League action?" And then just stay there the whole day, just camp out. Meredith's going to have to drive me home. Well, yeah, obviously. I think I got. I'm going to get airlifted. I'm going to have to get a helicopter, get one of those medevac things to drag me home. <laughs> That's what I'm going to I'm not, what is that not flying through a, the air. That's, that's Bone T-Bone's, leaving Betty's. That's T Bone's <laughs> personal helicopter. It's going to Memorial Hospital in Union County. Just, just in case they got an IV waiting for him. All right. That's it for us. Hey, oh, what, are you, what, even, are you thank, what are you thankful for? We didn't even do our thanks. Yes, our Thanksgiving. Last thing we're going to do. Things we're thankful for in uh, the world of soccer. First off, I am thankful for Brandon Beam because mm. uh, he puts in the work every week, gets this podcast going. I appreciate you being a part of this after he does three hours of radio and then still sticks around to do this. So I appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate uh, you because you do. you do this and then you have to go do three hours of radio. So uh, I'd rather be on the back end of it than the front end like you. Well, okay, fair enough. We all we all have made peace with our situations and that's good. Um I am also thankful for Miguel Berry. Yep. What a revelation he was for the crew this year. Excited to see what happens with him next year. I'm not excited that Caleb Porter took the whole year to figure out he was any good, but whatever. All right. We're here now, and he's going to compete for a starting spot. Let him live. Uh, I'm thankful for neighbor Eric, who has been a... I'm just. I'm always excited to get neighbor Eric updates. I want to get him on the podcast. Yeah, I talked to him about it the other day. He's he's good to go. All right. We're going to... You know what? Maybe we'll have him do an actual MLS playoff 
breakdown once we get to like the conference finals. Yeah, that'd be great. Him, he would he'd be let him give us a preview. It. That'd be awesome because he knows his stuff when it comes to MLS. Uh, and then uh, finally, I'm thankful for Yingling underrated beer. I went through a phase with Yingling where it was like you couldn't get it years and years and years ago. And I had to have it. Drove out to Pennsylvania, would pick it up whenever I could. Then it came to Columbus. I kind of was like, oh, Yingling, I like it. It's fine. Kind of trailed away from it. The other week was at a bar, just a couple, like last weekend with my buddy Steve. And bartender's like, what do you want? We got this, we got this, we got Yingling in a bottle. I'm like, give me a Yingling. It was gone in five minutes. And then, do you want another? Yes. Absolutely. And that was gone in 10 minutes. And that was, and I had forgotten how, how just, that's my beer. I had forgotten that how much I like Yingling. So Yingling, the pride of Pottsville, Pennsylvania, you're my guys and gals. Thank you for what you do. I am. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm very thankful for bartenders that give up their Saturday and Sunday mornings on the weekend to open up for crazy soccer fans that watch games across the pond. What a great point. I know that is not uh, probably in their wheelhouse, but the funky little family here thanks you for that. Uh, and I don't know how many listen to the podcast, but it doesn't matter. I'm thankful for every bartender that opens up early on the weekend so that we can watch our soccer games. I'm thankful for the people at Cuckoo's. For having us out to lunch the other day, Bone. I mean, that was tremendous. That was for great. The I'm thankful for the waitress who legitimately thought you were in junior high. Yes. Yeah. Could not wrap her brain around the fact that you were actually like a 29-year-old man. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, I need to see some ID. I'm actually 29, uh, but here you go. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I swear. Here's my government-issued ID. Uh, I do look like a 14-year-old uh, naked baby walrus. But yes, uh, very thankful for them as well. Uh, of course, thankful for you, Bone. Do, do a great job. I love doing this every week. I know we get to talk a little more in-depth about soccer than we do on our radio shows, which is very, very cool. Uh, I'm also thankful for craft beer, and I'm thankful for my wife for putting up with me, and that is not any semblance of a soccer speaking that is just on a day in day out basis dealing with me i'm very thankful for her yeah yeah absolutely. and neighbor right. eric can go to hell <laughs> i'm not thankful for him at all we made a giant mistake moving next to him that's right our uh, our last thanks will go to everyone who listens to this podcast you guys have made a lot of fun over except the last neighbor few years, eric except for him of course yeah we're, we're done with him mm -hmm. but but thank you to everyone who has done that the feedback's always welcome Gives us a good reason to keep doing it. So uh, we always appreciate hearing from you guys. Uh, yeah. So hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. Hope your turkeys are spatchcocked and and uh, brined and infused with mm. whatever goodness you want. Or if you're not doing turkey, I hope whatever you're eating is delicious. And uh, yeah, we'll check back in next week. Thanks again. And until next time, have a happy Thanksgiving from Bone and Beam United.